Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's time to settle down. Settle down. Listen to the soothing sound. Oh yeah. Oh, because this. Oh my God, this. Oh yeah, this. Oh yeah, this. It's on a roll. Hello and welcome back to on a roll, where we take an unhealthy obsession in an actor's filmography. My name is Tom, and joining me as ever is... Emma. Hello, Tom. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm not too bad. How are you? Good, yeah. I'm just um, I'm just trying to cope with fame, you know? Don't know if you saw... Fame? I did, the musical? I did go a little bit viral this weekend. Oh, and, um, oh just want to get a little bit viral I with did, their, their tweet getting I retweeted did. by um, PlayStation. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to deal. The fame's going to my head a bit, you know. I'm scared to leave yeah. the house because of the paparazzi well, on the lawn. You are struggling to fit into the frame on the video feed that I can see, yeah. so I think your head has got a little bit bigger. Oh, it definitely has, yeah. <laughs> so oh, for, those, for those of you that don't know, um, or those of you that are joining us from Emma's newfound fame... <laughs> Um, <laughs> so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emma got a PlayStation 5 this week, finally. Yes! Yes, she did. There's a big moment for all involved. Yep. Um, we were all receiving around-the-clock updates on the arrival of the newborn. Yep. And <laughs> the store. we're happy to say that it, it arrived mid, uh, mid-Wednesday mid afternoon yep. at a healthy £5 <laughs> um, <laughs> and has been doing well. Mother, mother and child yeah, are both doing, doing well. We're doing great, all good, very healthy. No horrible fan noises as yet. So, what from the PlayStation or from your newfound fame? <laughs> um, from both. Oh, no, joke. from both. Um, yeah, I'm very happy. So, how are you enjoying your PlayStation Five experience thus far? It's honestly life changing. Like, it feels weird to have not got one until now because this is like the first time I haven't had. A PlayStation on release day since the first one because, you know, I was like two and two-year-olds don't really care. But it's been hard Mm. watching all my friends have a good time. And I've been happy for you, Tom, but like secretly I've hated you and I've wanted to kill you. Oh, no, I've I've felt it every time that I've mentioned a PlayStation 5. Okay, cool. I'm glad. You're like, (laughs) die, (laughs) die, you fucker. I'm glad you're enjoying it, you little shit. (laughs) Yeah. So, Uh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad. What what have you been playing so far? So I played a bit of Astro's Playroom, which is like the DualSense demo which is super fun. And then I played some Miles Morales, which is also super fun. And then I upgraded my Valhalla from PS4 to PS5 version, which is also super fun. And I've just been having a super fun time. It's been great. And you've been playing um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, yeah. Right. <laughs> been playing Rise of the Tomb Raider. Thank you very much. Right, okay. I just I don't know if anyone pointed it out to you, but you did post a picture yeah. of rise of the tomb raider and said that it was shadow yeah of the i tomb had raider. probably i just wanted you to know that you were wrong i think i had about 100 people tell me and like 
three or four people were real dicks about it, but most people who told me were Tomb Raider fan accounts that found it hilarious and then followed me, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, that's okay. I mean, then. I did lose that's a bit of sleep bad. over it. I was like lying awake that night thinking I've never wanted to just die more than I do now because <laughs> my <laughs> one good tweet that I've ever made had the most incorrect thing in it that it could possibly have. It's always the way. It's always the but way. But it's fine, you know, because we're here and we're ready to party. So yeah, whatever. You know. I don't care. Whatever. I'm Trevs. so fine with it. I'm not upset with myself at all and I'm fine with it. And I'm fine with it. <laughs> I mean, I would say you sound fine. <laughs> you're, you're like Ross in that episode. I'm friends. fine! <laughs> I don't know why my voice is doing this because really, <clears throat> I'm fine. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, so if you are joining us from finding my stupid fucking Twitter account and clicking the podcast link, thank you and welcome. We don't talk about games, we talk about movies. <laughs> sorry, sorry to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, maybe stick around, but um, yeah, that won't be what we're talking about, unfortunately. Yeah, but we do have a lot of fun and we are hilarious, charming and beautiful, so you should stick around, even though you can't see Not us. Not necessarily in that order. Yeah, you can, you can feel the gorgeousness emanating through the microphone, especially from Tom's new jacket. Tell us about your jacket, oh, Tom. Oh, boys. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, girl. Um, so, like, I don't know why I'm doing this for. Yes. But last week we spoke about um, Driver's jacket in Driver. In Drive? Drive. <laughs> in Drive. Oh, God. Drive's jacket in Driver. Uh, the reason I say Driver is because I spoke about how I wanted to get the, the jacket from Baby Driver. And... I fucking went for it after we recorded the podcast. He's only um, gone and let done me tell it. you, I've only bloody gone and done it, mate. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just know that I'm repping that as we're recording this episode. Emma also said that she was going to buy Driver's jacket from Drive, but she failed to do that. Well, but you know, it's been a big week for <laughs> her, um, so t- <laughs> she's had a newborn to deal <laughs> I'll with. I'll tell you for so. why. It's because I went on Amazon, looked at the Drive jacket. It said estimated arrival between the 10th and 15th of march and i didn't want to wait but now i think about it if i just ordered it Emma, it would be here next week so let me, let me tell you that mine told me because i also got mine off amazon that it would be here by like the 20th of march mm-hmm. and it's here oh i mean yeah it is i can see so. it i can see it on your body so yeah okay cool well um, i'm gonna order mine and then we're gonna rock it on the gram and it's gonna be great so we'll have a we'll go for a socially distanced walk when we're allowed and we'll fucking photoshoot that bitch up. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, it'd be so cool. So cool. We'll just be fucking two ballers repping it around, I can't say where we live. Yeah, we're going to look so cool stood next to our um, Peugeot and Fiat, respectively, in our driver why are you? Why are you giving out our personal information? <laughs> now people know what we drive. They, they know the make of the car. They don't know anything else about it. <laughs> oh god yeah we sound so cool now <laughs> oh that tom in his baby driver jacket fucking bombing it around <laughs> in his peugeot and me and my my fiat 500 sport edition i'll have you know wow turbo blaster that if you put your foot down you might get to 50 mile an hour on the motorway <laughs> jesus little go-kart <laughs> Right, what do we... We've said that we don't talk about these kind of things, but what do we talk about, Emma? Um, So, this is the podcast of filmographies, (laughs) where we choose one actor each season and we watch all of their movies and sometimes TV shows or TV appearances, TV specials, if you will, in order. And then we lump them together, episode by episode, and we talk about them. So, Robert Pattinson was season one. 
there was fun, there was trauma, there was lots of touchy-feely. Um, and now we're on Ryan Gosling in season two, where there's less trauma, and but there's still some um, touchy-feely. Is there less trauma? I mean, less trauma for us, certainly. Yeah, not for Ryan. <laughs> not for Ryan, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, so what have we watched this week? I mean, we've probably spoken the longest that we ever have in an intro, and we've got probably the most to get through this week. Yeah, we really fucked Although, up. Although, actually, some of the stuff is is quite short, isn't it? So maybe it won't take us too long. But we've watched um, the Drunk History Christmas special. Yeah, that was random. <laughs> um, for a march. A, a short film thing called A Touch of Evil. Mm-hmm. The Place Beyond the Pines yep. and the Ides of March. Mm-hmm. That is what we've watched. So, should we... I don't know what order they came out in, but should we whip through the two short ones first? Because yeah. I feel like I've not got a lot to say about either of yeah, them. Yeah, just get them out of the way. So, Drunk History... Shit, I mean, it? I've never seen Drunk History. I I knew it was a thing, but I've never watched it before. And it was mm. uh, the night before Christmas, drunk version. Yeah. Um, and... Ryan Gosling was playing the guy in the house. Has he got a name? <laughs> he on his IMDb, he's listed as Pa. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you, if you've not watched Drunk History before, uh, I've not. I've never watched a full episode. I've always seen clips of it, but it's always very much that vein mm-hmm. of they get a comedian or someone, they get them drunk, mm-hmm. and then they get them to usually recount a historical event. Um, in this case, he's just reciting the the poem and towards the night before christmas mm-hmm. and because they're drunk they stumble over their words they stop they have a sides they they just say random shit uh and then while this to accompany this they have actors reenacting what they're saying and they do that like i guess it's like a i i've always seen it in um what's his name now he fucking directed baby driver <laughs> edgar wright um in his in his film he was so stressed it's like in a, in a flashback they have the actor like literally mouthing along with the voiceover yeah yeah so it's like so they're they're enacting how the other person is saying the lines yeah um which ryan gosling does a lot for the guy i don't know who the guy telling the story is no i have no idea i didn't even look it up i was just like eh. but he keeps he keeps stumbling over his words it's quite funny yeah uh, jim carrey plays santa claus yeah that was quite um, funny eva mendez is the mum mm-hmm. uh interestingly they weren't together at the point that this was made. Were they not? Do you know what? I assumed that they were because I was like, oh, they've obviously got them because they're already a couple. But Yeah, no. I, I, look, looking at the timeline of things, they weren't because this was made before Place Beyond the Pines. Ah. And they, were, they weren't even together during the filming of that. No. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, they were meant uh, to be then, it's, weren't it's, they? It's on YouTube, I think, if you want to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's like five minutes long. It's, is it offensive? Do we bother giving it a rating? Um... Uh, yeah, I feel like we should. Should we? I we can do. I uh, for people listening for the first time, our rating system is usually based on the actors who was ta- who were talking about the name. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Gosling, the goose, we call him. Uh, we say, is it Lucy Goosey or Juicy Goosey? Uh-huh. With Lucy Goosey being bad, Juicy Goosey being good. Yeah. Uh, we can also come up with like pun based ones based on the name of what we're watching, but. I don't think it's worth it for this. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, you could have drunk history or drunk shitstery. <laughs> <laughs> Always the shit. <laughs> if you try hard enough, you can work shit into anything. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a life philosophy? <laughs> <laughs> you can make anything shit if you try hard enough. 
<laughs> oh right, that, that's not what I was going for. Was you were thinking, thinking of like actually getting rubbing shit. shit into stuff. Yeah, yeah. If you work hard enough, you can get shit anywhere. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it's juicy in it. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Uh, a touch, a touch of evil. Then. Yeah. So I literally just watched this actually at like. Well, we're recording now. It's half twelve. I watched it at half eleven. So um, it's like a five five ish minute short film featuring loads of like A list Hollywood actors being. It was for the New evil. York Times, I think they did it. Yeah, they're and doing like just, spooky shit, aren't they? It's like it's like a homage, a homage, homage. to um to movie villains. I yeah, think. so they're all. So each one, yeah. each one of them is supposed to be like an archetype or whatever. I can give you the cast list if you wish. Yeah, go on. And I can tell you who they're all playing. So Ryan's playing the Invisible Man. Yeah. That's obviously that's the most obvious of these. What they're referencing. Yeah, because you. The rest you, of them, I was a bit you like. You can see him, uh, and then he's invisible. You can't. <laughs> so yeah. it was pretty fucking obvious. <laughs> <laughs> this is his is also considering that's who he came to watch. His was like probably the shortest. Yeah, it was the shortest, and like it wasn't walked. for like four minutes or something and i was sat there i mean i did enjoy watching them it was quite cool but i was thinking ryan where are you <laughs> yeah very strange you got Jess- jessica chastain as the fire starter cool that classic George- archetype that we all know yeah <laughs> george clooney who may make another appearance today uh the tyrant mm-hmm. so he was like a he looked like a washington type guy like yeah. an army general mm-hmm. but like civil war glenn close as the vamp yeah, she was like all sultry and mysterious and sexy. She looked like the um, the maiden from the Resident Evil demo. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Viola Davis as the vengeful caretaker. That freaked me out a bit actually because she had like flies crawling all over her and shit and like ladybirds. That and was creepy, like that. but I I that do love weird. her, so that was a nice treat. G- Jean Dujardin. <laughs> I don't know who that actor is. I'm sorry la la. for anyone who Nick does as the hothead. Kirsten Dunst. Second appearance mm-hmm. on in Ryan Gosling's filmography yeah. as uh, the siren. I mean, that one did actually scare me. Yeah, because she's she there like being the all like sexy and, and like oh no no she was like oh I'm all sexy <laughs> oh and then it kept going a bit blurry and then the last shot was like she went ah right in the camera. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Rooney Mara as the sociopath. Oh I now, like that. Now this is the one that I was like, that was like oh no which Orange, one this is wasn't it? Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. She's cool. So she looked like the guy at the Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The guy, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher this name. Uh, Adipero Aduyi, yeah, as the outlaw. Yeah, I can't actually remember that one. I do. Oh, Gary Oldman as the menacing dummy. Oh, I loved that. That was fucking freaky. He was very good. Ventriloquist. He was dummy. like a, yeah. a ventriloquist dummy. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt as the madman. The madman. The madman. <laughs> Michael Shannon as the tycoon. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not gonna say a name. Because I know her only as the Burns girl. <laughs> Mia um, Wikisowska. <laughs> as uh, the homewrecker. She's the one who smashed up all the mirrors. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't get a lot of the references, but then I haven't watched a lot of horror films. I feel like I got um, probably most of them. And I think if you're a fan of films and actors and Hollywood, which, you know, hopefully if you listen to this podcast, you are, it's pretty good watch. And it's it's nice to see so many... Yeah, A-list actors doing something a bit unusual. I love Gary Oldman's, like we've just said. That was really cool. Yeah, Gary Oldman obviously put a lot of time into it. Definitely. Time and effort. Yeah. 
I feel like some of the other ones, they just had them for a couple of hours. Yeah, they were just they were like, like, right, put a nice. dress on and, and look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> but it was interesting filmography, bit artsy. Yeah. But I'd say it's the mo- most artsy thing Ryan's done. That we've it was. Seen so it was far. Um, It was not a far cry from Robbie Pat Pat's vibe, was it? That, um, yeah, yeah. That series of short, short videos. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, cool. Do you want to give it a rating? Yeah, go on then. I thought it was a juicy goosey. A touch goosey. of evil or a touch of genius? <laughs> ah, it was a touch of genius, I will say. A juicy touch of genius, if you will. Oh. Oh. oh I say. Oh, I say. I do say. Oh, I do say. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, do want, shall we move on then to, I think, The Ides of March came out next? Yep, let's do that. So The Ides of March. What's this about it? Emma. This is about um, a campaign manager who is helping... Oh, my God, what's the role he's going for? It's not president. It's the one below that. <laughs> is it district attorney? Oh, my what? God, no, Tom, he... what is it? No, 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 you're getting confused. District attorney is from Place Between the Pines, oh, Beyond the Pines. Oh, it is. Oh, my God, yeah, I've got he, confused. He, he is, it, he's in, like, the preliminary stages to be the presidential That's candidate. That's it, yeah. So, George Clooney, who, by the way... I don't ever think about George Clooney, but he's so great. Like I just love, I love everything about him. He's just great, and I really. Well, did you did you know Emma that he also wrote and directed this film? I did when the credits came up, <laughs> and I saw it in the credits. Yeah, um, so he was great. He's playing, yeah, the guy, the candidate in the prelim stages to potentially become the president, the, dem- the, the democratic Democrat. um, lead. He, yeah. yeah, and then Ryan Gosling is his um, campaign manager. And assistant campaign assistant manager. campaign manager, yeah, to Paul, who is played by. Now you put. <laughs> I know who it is. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I was God like, she. I, I could see in. I could see the fear in your eyes, and I was like, she can't remember his name. And I was like, okay, I'll have to say it. Oh shit, what's his name? <laughs> yeah. So it's a fucking amazing cast. Um. Oh my god, my brain is not working today. Yeah, the cast, the casting, this is great. The casting, uh, place beyond the pines. Paul Giamatti well. uh, makes an appearance as sort of the campaign manager for the opposition, and he's just brilliant. As as does um, ring her up for a second appearance in two weeks. It's Marissa Tomei. Yes, sexy as Aunt a May. Here she is. <laughs> Here she is again, and I believe she'll be back once again in a few weeks. Um, oh, okay. From some of the some of the research. Oh, I haven't looked, so I'm excited. But basically, they need. <laughs> they need um i don't know the actor's name but he's in westworld right um yeah. as is as is uh rachel evanwood mm-hmm. and they need his like support because he has loads of delegates that will vote for george clooney's character yeah. and they think that they've got that in the bag and they think they've got and they need to win is it wisconsin ohio wasn't they need it to win? ohio yeah. that's the badger I don't know all the states. I'm sorry. <laughs> I also don't fully understand American politics. No, this 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 podcast is just us talking about stuff, but not really knowing any of it. Stuff that we have no <laughs> no authority no right to, talk, to about. talk about it. <laughs> well, no, I I briefly read up on American politics and like how their system works when it was a presidential election. Yeah. But as for like how you get the two running, how you get the two candidates, I don't understand any of no. that. And unfortunately, that's what this film is about. Yeah, I mean, I tried, but you know. But so they they need his. Uh, I think his name's Thompson, the yeah, character. He is. They need Thompson's um, support, and it's whether he's going to go for George Clooney's character or for that his opponent, mm-hmm. who's Pullman. I yeah. think his name is, and George Clooney is Morris. Yeah. 
and he uh, George Clooney's character is like the do-gooder. Yeah, he's like, like he's, the he, all he seems to be like morally guy. amazing and all this sort of yeah, shit. Yeah, like he cares about the environment, he cares about poor people, he wants everyone to have an amazing life and for most of the film I was thinking I want him to be president. Like he's just saying all the right things. He seems like a really sweet guy. He loves his wife. Ah, but this is the thing. He's saying all the right uh-huh. things. Um but and he just seemed to a certain extent to believe yeah. them. So basically it it transpires that Thompson is going to give his support to the other candidate Pullman because he's promised him that if he becomes president he will make him secretary of That's state. That's it. Yeah. So Philip Seymour Hoffman is like to George Clooney we need to make him the same offer. And if we offer it him, he'll go with us because he knows that you're a better candidate. Mm -hmm. And George Clooney's like, no, I I said when I started this campaign that I wouldn't make any dirty deals like this because also, like, I don't agree with his politics. So, like, I don't want him on my staff. Yeah. Um, So I'm not going to do that. We're going to win the good old-fashioned honest way sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And then it's sort of recognised, Paul Giamatti realises that Ryan Gosling's character is, like, the reason that George is Mm -hmm. winning. So he asks to meet him and tries to, he like offers him to come over to their side. And he's like, let me employ you, blah, 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 blah. Ryan Gosling doesn't tell Philip Seymour Hoffman initially. Mm-hmm. And then when Philip Seymour Hoffman discovers that they're not going to get Thompson's like support, things are going to go down the shitter. He tells him, but this leads him... It's a little too late. A little too late because Philip Seymour Hoffman's all about loyalty and shit and he's like you didn't tell me straight away so that makes me not trust you so you're fired motherfucker (laughs) yeah really harsh while all this has been going on an intern has like found her way into ryan's bed yeah because you know he's just the consummate ladies yeah and we just need to pause here and talk about the fact that she says she's 20 he says he's 30 and then there's a bit of back and forth banter about how she's a child slash teenager and it just, the whole thing just made me feel so gross. <laughs> well, this is what I don't... So, f- first of first off, like, I didn't understand initially that that was an issue because, I mean, yeah, there's a 10-year age gap, mm-hmm. but I didn't realise that, like, in some states that that would be dodgy. Yeah. I guess because, like, here in the UK, it's, like, 16, isn't it? I mean... Yeah. It would still be fucking dodgy, don't get <laughs> yeah, me wrong. Yeah, really dodgy. But I, yeah, I, d- I agree that I don't like the fact that they have banter about, oh, well, it's not, it's illegal here, but if we go to my hotel, we'll be in a different state. Yeah. It's, do you know what it stinks of um, <laughs> in Transformers 4? where God, that's a bit um, niche. What happens in Transformers 4? <laughs> it's uh, it's the first Mark Wahlberg one. Oh, okay. And he's he's got a daughter, and the daughter's boyfriend... Or his friend or something wants to sleep with his daughter. Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah. she's she's this old, you can't, it's illegal. And then he whips out a laminated card <gasps> that has the law for which states he can fuck it's her in. It's so weird, isn't it? And it's like, what is yeah, going and she, on? she jokes about being a teenager. And I was like, is she a teenager? Or is that her trying to wind him up? Because then he has a look on his face as if he's like, oh my God, is she a teenager? And the, the oh, whole yeah, thing yeah. just gave me the ick. I was like, no, Ryan, stop it. anyway carry on he's sleeping with Mm -hmm. her and then it transpires that um she's pregnant but not with ryan's baby oh no oh Oh, no 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 no, no, that would be too simple (laughs) old old jorge clooney (gasps) has been uh sticking it in rachel evanwood where he shouldn't uh apparently only one time but he finds this out because they've been given work phones Mm -hmm. um all of them and they're all exactly the same phone. The second time that this has come up as a plot point in a Ryan Gosling film, Yeah, because it was in Fracture way. too, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. 
And uh, so her phone rings and he picks it up thinking it's his and he hears a male voice at the end of the line and it's like 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. And he's like, oh, who bloody hell's calling Yeah, like it's all banter <laughs> until... <laughs> so he calls, it, he calls him back and then he realises that it's the senator, mm-hmm. Jorge. And um, and then it's like, why the fuck is George, he calling sorry. you at this time? Yeah, and then it all comes out. So he takes her to an abortion clinic, second abortion clinic in two weeks. Yeah, there's a lot of repeat action in Ryan's films, isn't there? Like, there's a lot of the same stuff happening. I was like, oh, at least he showed up this time. But he showed up to drop her off and then he immediately bails. And then he didn't pick her up. Yeah, why well, he didn't pick her up because after he drops her off is when he gets goes fired, and gets yeah. fired. So then, obviously, he's like perfectly poised to ruin the campaign mm-hmm. because he's got the, the uh, dark he can just knowledge. go to the opposite side yeah. uh, when Paul, Paul Giamatti reveals that he doesn't want to hire him either but it was sort of a if if I can't have you they can't have you sort of yeah thing. it was like you're so he, you've been fired so you're just gonna it's gonna make me look like I'm cleaning up the trash now if I hire you so um I don't want you but at, but at least the opposition doesn't have you yeah anymore, exactly sort of thing. which is so fucked yeah it's just all the dirty politics of it Detty. all and like should also say at the beginning of this, like Ryan Gosling is working for George Clooney because he's like believes in him and he generally like drinks the Kool Aid sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, and then he like becomes career obsessed and realizes ha- he becomes cynical and has to play the game. Mm-hmm. So he then goes back to George Clooney. Oh, sorry. And while all this is going on, the girl kills herself. Oh yeah, I thought you were. Or I dies, assumed you were coming onto that. <laughs> yeah. So it um the guy who takes over Ryan Gosling's job as like assistant campaign manager tells the girl that what's happened and that he's been fired and she's thinking fuck he's probably gonna go nuts and and tell everyone to try and get back at Jorge Clooney and then yeah she overdoses which is really sad really sad quite sad isn't yeah. it really um so, unfortunate and then yeah because she's already had the abortion there's no way did you just say unfortunate it's <laughs> really fucking unfortunate i know i'm not downplay i'm not downplaying suicide or her death it's one of them topics where like just... you you can't say enough for how bad it is so you just have to say the first thing that comes to your head and sometimes it's stupid shit well, that's unfortunate <laughs> Oh, unfortunate, isn't it, really? It is fucking sad, that she yeah. she committed the old suicide. Oh, God. Oh. It is fucking sad, oh. yeah. So, and do you know what? The moment where Ryan Gosling is in his car and, and he realise and he, he's listening to voicemails from her to him and she's, like, begging him not to say anything, like, this is going to fucking fuck up my life because her family are super Catholic and they'd fucking kill her, probably. And he's just in the oh, car and crying. Her, her dad is also, like, the head of the Democratic... Yeah house or whatever it's all fucked basically yeah (laughs) so all very fucked yeah so then at the funeral he like he reveals to george clooney that he knows that his little dirty little secret so he like strong arms him and he says oh he's already made the deal with thompson Mm -hmm. and he's like you're going you're going to make the deal with thompson offer him secretary of state and he'll he'll endorse you yeah and then you're going to fire Philip Seymour Hoffman, and you're going to hire me as your lead campaign manager, yeah. and like you're going to be you're going to be fucking ha- fucking happy about it. Sort of <laughs> yeah, thing. and he's going to be stuck with him for. He goes, "Oh, you want to be stuck with me for eight years?" And Ryan Gosling's like, four, Let's not get ahead of ourselves," which made me laugh because earlier on in the film, when they're getting on, um, they talk about having an eight year run together and how great it's going to be, and yeah, yeah, yeah. so that was quite good. And yeah, that's basically what happens. There's a great scene where Philip Seymour Hoffman gets fired, where you, you don't actually see him get fired. 
like he's just walking along isn't he mm. and then like the car pulls up and they open the door and they're like get yeah. in and then the shot is just a slow tr- like tracking zoom in on the car mm-hmm. and you just can't hear anything and then the car door opens philip seymour hoffman gets out and the cars drive off and then it just zooms in on his face and you can just see that he's just like for fuck's i did sake, feel man. bad actually I've because he obviously really cares and genuinely is amazing and i did feel bad that he got fired even though he fired our boy ryan gosling you know it is sad yeah but oh and he he because also part of the reason that he gets fired is he leaks the information about him possibly going to the other side to the press to, to marissa tomei yeah so he he was a bit of a snake himself but everyone's just snaky as fuck that's what i've learned from that film in politics trust no one trust no one trust no one right i've got some facts about this oh yeah i was hoping you would so do you know why it's called The Ides of March? Um, no, I I googled The Ides of March before I watched this film in order to ascertain how long it was, and it just gave me the historical event, um, which I didn't know what it was, and I still don't. So, <laughs> please tell me. Well, the, the Ides of the Ides of March, first of all, is March fifteenth. Oh. I don't know if anyone wants to check their calendar, but will be the the next monday after this episode releases oh no Ooh, way it's almost as if we planned it oh we didn't it's not but <laughs> we didn't it's it, a good coincidence we did know when we started this series that this would happen yeah. but uh, obviously we couldn't release on the the 15th of march because we release on a wednesday but we've released um as close to it as possible i suppose really we should have released it next week and then we'd have only been two days away from yeah it, but who's counting <laughs> Me, apparently. <laughs> it's fucking with my Clearly FCD. bothering you. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. So the Ides of March is notable because it's, well, I don't know if it's historical or if it's just in the Shakespeare play, but Julius Caesar, you know, famous politician mm-hmm. or whatever, was killed, stabbed in the back on the 15th of March. Ah. Uh, and in the play, he was warned by a soothsayer, beware the Ides of March. Ah. So it wasn't going to be called that originally, um, because this is based on a play. Okay, I didn't know that. That's cool. Called um, Farragut North. And Sony and the studio wanted it to be called that because the play was like really successful and popular. They wanted to like jump um, off the back of its success. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but George Clooney was like, no, I want it to be called The Ides of March. And so they went with that in hmm. the end. I mean, it is a nice name. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's about political betrayal and all that sort of stuff that's cool i sort I like of it. not knowing much about it beforehand i sort of thought maybe it was like a modern retelling of mm. um all that sort but of it's stuff. it's just but the same no. like theme that's yeah cool. and the reason it's called farragut north the play is because um that's the, the station name the train station name in washington dc where which is close to where the think tanks and stuff like that for all of all of those sort of campaigns go on Ah. So it's just obviously a story about all of that. And then in a little reference to that at the end of the film, when Philip Seymour Hoffman and Ryan Gosling's characters are talking outside the funeral and he's been like hired yeah. or whatever. Sorry, Ryan's been hired, Philip Seymour Hoffman's been yeah. fired. Uh, Ryan says to him, oh, why don't you go and work at Farragut North? Ah. So that's a little, little nod to that. Oh, that's cool. Little nod. I like that. Yeah. And then um, I don't know if you noticed some of George Clooney's campaign posters are mimicking Barack Obama's yeah. hope Do you know one. what? I thought as soon as I saw the poster in the film, I thought that's literally a carbon copy of the Obama one, isn't it? Here's, here's a little summit summit for you. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> so some of his campaign posters are inspired by Shepard Fairey's iconic hope poster. Mm-hmm. 
used by, used during Barack Obama's campaign in 2008. The photograph that he used in Hope was taken at a 2006 press conference in which Barack Obama shared a stage with fellow Senator, Senator Sam Brownback and George Clooney. What? Who had just returned from the Sudan. Wow. And indeed, the picture that is used for Hope is of Barack Obama listening to George Clooney speak. Oh my God, that is so cool. That's really cool. Wow. When I read that, I was like, wow. That might be one of the most fun facts we've ever had on the pod, I think. I mean, it's amazing to me. That's so cool. One, I didn't know any of that backstory about that photo. But also the fact that, that... They've mimicked it in this film and that the original photo is of him listening to George Clooney. What a coinky dink. God, that's so cool. Wow. We're going to have to post them side by side now because that's I mean, awesome. Isn't that just beautiful? That's beautiful. That, beautiful. Is, that is poetry in motion, Tom. Poetry in poetry motion. Poetry in motion. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. Wow. Yeah, that, that's all the facts that's that I've brilliant. got, really. Yeah. Really cool. Can I? All right. I just want to say quickly, and I won't get too into it because I might actually cry. But watching Ryan Gosling in this film, after watching him from his earliest movies and shows and whatever on this podcast, I truly just feel in this film he's just like amazing. And I don't know if it's the character and like how good he is at his job and like the motivation he has for his career and politics. But I was just looking at him and thinking about Ryan Gosling and Goosebumps. <laughs> it just made me feel so emotional. I felt like his <laughs> mom or something. I was like, Jeez he's head. so far. <laughs> he's so, it's just so good. Like one thing about doing this podcast is just like, you get to see literally everything he's been in and how far he's come. And it just makes me want to cry, Tom. I could shed a tear. I really could. I mean, he he is really good in it. He is. He was nominated for um, Best Actor at the Golden Globes for this. Good, because he's brilliant. And also, this is the um, the only film in the 2012... 2012? <laughs> Sorry, God. what year is that? 2011. Yeah. In 2011, this was the only film that was nominated for Best Motion Picture Drama at the Golden Globes, but not at the Academy Awards. Oh, they were snubbed. So it wasn't it wasn't nominated for an Oscar, but it was for a Golden Globes, which I think is a crying shame. That is a crime against movies. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> Fantastic. Should we give it a rating? Let's do it. Should we give it a yeah, rating? Let's do it. Uh, I can't think of a pun. Oh, Can you? there must be one. Was it the Ides of? I know. I know what you'd say. <laughs> is it the Ides of March? Or the shits or of the March. The shit of March. <laughs> um. Oh, I know. I know. I've got one. Was it? The Ides of March or the Ides of Mush. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Anyway, we had a nice run on this podcast. I've been fired. <laughs> um, I guess it was the Ides of March. I uh. mean, you roll your eyes, but you knew which one was the bad one. So... Yeah, that is so, true. Yeah, the whole fucking pun. <laughs> so yeah, Ides of March, very juicy. Fucking loved it. It was brilliant. Okay, and then moving on to, I think the longest film I've ever seen, <laughs> Place Beyond the Didn't Pines. Didn't you see um, Pirates of the Caribbean 3? <laughs> it's like three and a half hours. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I don't know. This film just felt really long to me. So what is this film about? Um... This film is about, this may sound familiar, it's about a stunt rider who turns to robbery to get money to help his family. 
but the kid right. isn't his <laughs> again. Right. <laughs> oh no, the so, kid is his, isn't it? The kid yeah. is his this time. Okay, slight difference. This is directed by Derek Derek C and Kean Frank. Yeah, I the Blue Valentine director, isn't it? Well, so this is the thing. I knew that he'd worked with this director previously, but I, for some reason in my head, I thought it was the same director as Drive. No. And I was like, really? He has worked with the Drive You're director. doing the same plot again. He, he worked with the Drive director on Only God Forgives, so we've uh, got that to come. So, yeah, that's yet Place to Beyond come. the Pines was actually new to me. It's one of the few modern Ryan Gosling films I haven't actually seen, so... I think if I was 15, I would have obsessed over this film. But it was very strange to me yeah. now. Very strange. And Ryan Gosling's tattooed muscular body. Oh, 100%. Still still loving that. Even though the throat tattoo <laughs> leaves something to be desired. I'm not. Don't get a throat tattoo, people. Unless you're like a tattoo artist. Don't do it. What about, what about the eye one? I, I like that. I could see myself with one of those. <laughs> Really? <laughs> the dagger, not on my eye. <laughs> right, I like okay, the dagger, okay. but yeah, he has a dagger tattoo under his eye, which is, that's a job stopper, isn't it? If I've ever seen one. Yeah, you're not getting hired after that. No. And the bleach blonde hair. Yeah, this this film was strange because, in my opinion, it felt like three films all put together. Like, it, it right. felt like it was in three acts. I'll tell you what, it, it, had, it had, to use your terminology from if, last week, it has the same texture... Uh-huh as the devil all the time yeah i feel that i i do yeah lots of like different stories but all in the same film yeah so i mean obviously you know by now this is a completely 100 percent spoiler saturated podcast so if you want to watch it turn this off and skip to the end yeah yeah but we my, we don't give a fuck about yeah, spoilers. so my face when ryan gosling gets fucking killed like a third of the way into the film i was like i thought this was a ryan gosling film and then he died the shock so yeah it's interesting because the billing at the beginning is like i was like, oh my god all these people are in this film so there's ryan gosling obviously bradley cooper eva mendez mahershala ali um eva mendez uh, all these different people. Harry Osborne's back. <laughs> Dane DeHaan, second out in on honor yeah. roll. He, yeah, so there's all these people. And then, interestingly, Ryan Gosling dies 50 minutes in. Yeah, I was heartbroken. And then and then Bradley Cooper... Like, Assumes the main It's a role. Bradley Cooper movie, basically. It is, yeah. But he he gets second billing, considering that Ryan Gosling's only in 50 minutes of Yeah, this. it's interesting, isn't it? Very strange. Oh, Ben Mendelsohn as well, he's in it. Yep. So... Yeah, Ryan Gosling's a stunt performer at a circus. <laughs> Second time we've been to a circus. Yeah. Um, not not with Ryan, I don't I'll think. I'll tell you what, but... just the, the way that our movies are intertwining is starting to blow my mind. <laughs> like, it's blowing it's my mind. It's going to fucking blow it's my blowing mind. my mind. So, yeah, so she, he's a stunt performer. Even Mendes comes to see him, and it turns out that they had a bit of a fling. Mm-hmm. He finds out that he's got a son. Yeah. And... So he quits his job at the circus and sticks around, but she's got a new boyfriend, mm-hmm. played by Mahershala Ali. Yeah. And he moves in with Ben Mendelsohn, who's like a, a hick. He's like a, yeah, a hick with Even a garage. Even though this is set in, it's set in Schnecktigy, I don't know how you say the name of yeah. it. But that that's important because that's why this is called The Place Isn't Beyond the Pines. Isn't it like the, the Native American... That's what it means in yeah. Native American. The name that's, of the town. It's like Mo, it's Mohawk for Beyond yeah, the Pines. So, for some reason. So that's why it all takes place in this town mm-hmm. outside of New York. 
So he moves in with him and they start robbing banks together to make money. And because he's such a sick stunt performer, Michael... Michael Sokol? Motorcycle. <laughs> I think I'm having a stroke. Mogul Sokol. Michael Sokol, I said. <laughs> Michael Sokol. You got any of them Michael Sokols? <laughs> I got a good old Michael Sokol on me today. <laughs> I tell you what, they don't make them Michael Sokols like they used to. Back in my day. I'm going to piss myself. Back in my day. <sighs> You could ride a microcycle all day long. You didn't even need a license for it. I thought that you it. were saying that that was Ryan Gosling's character's name. And I was like, I'm pretty sure his name's Luke. Because we were like watching it. And Luke was like, oh, that's my name. His name's Handsome Luke. It is, yeah. Actually. We had a good laugh about that. Uh, yeah, no. No, from now on, his name will be Michael, Michael Sokol. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael Sokol starts robbing banks on his motorcycle. <laughs> When I was a boy, my mama asked me what I wanted to be. And I said, well, mama, my name is Michael Sokol, so I'm going to ride me one of them motorcycles. <laughs> Fuck's sake. It hurts. It hurts. Michael Sokol on his motorcycle. He'll <laughs> So fucking stupid. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I think that might be one of the funniest things that I've ever said. <laughs> I don't know. Unintentionally. I don't know. You've said a couple of corkers in your life, but that's definitely up there. My my favourite thing that I've ever said on this podcast <laughs> is Edward Sand Scissorhands. <laughs> and then literally two weeks later, um, they did that. Timothy uh, Shamalama Ding Dong. Timothy Shamalama Ding Dong. Super Edward Bowl advert, didn't he? Yeah. Wow. But he didn't have scissorhands, did he? He didn't have scissorhands. He was Sand Scissorhands. And I was like, they fucking missed a trick because it should be Edward Sand Scissorhands. <laughs> Anyway, um, Christ look, on a bike. if anyone wants to contact me for advert ideas, then I'm here. Good Lord. Anyway, yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> so Bradley Cooper is a cop. And at one point, Ryan Gosling, I mean, sorry, Michael Sokol gets on his motorcycle. Michael Sokol. And he, he doesn't quite get it running in time. So eventually he gets caught, doesn't he, by the police. Well, the, re- the reason being that him and Ben Mendelsohn are like a double team yeah. and Ryan Gosling will get will rob the bank, get on his mo- Michael, mo- motorcycle and <laughs> ride his bike. Yeah. And then Ben Mendelsohn will be parked on the side of the road with a van. He'll drive the bike into the back of the van and it's they'll drive the van off behavior, so the police will be looking it? for the motorcycle. Classic heist. We've well, seen it before. Apparently there, there, was, there was a team that did this successfully for 30 years. Wow. So it does work. It was giving me, um, at, the, at the start, in sort of the act one, I'm going to call it, it was giving me like good time texture. Ah, uh, nice Robbie Pat Pat. Yeah, one of yeah. one of my notes was this is Ryan Gosling's yeah. good time. Yeah, I thought that, and I was thinking if the film continues. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Ryan Gosling's good time. <laughs> well, I was thinking if the film continued as it was going, it was going to be a good time, but then it just took a fucking turn. Well, I, I was expect. there for it because I was like, I yeah. was like, oh, um, this is good. Mm. Well, and here's an interesting thing. So while they were filming Blue Valentine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he met with Ryan Gosling about this film. Yeah. And he asked Ryan, um, you've done so many films already. Like, what's one thing that... or one, You've done so many things in your life. What is one thing that you'd want to do? Mm. And Ryan Gosling responded, I've always wanted to rob a bank. I, of course he said that. Of and course. And then he said, well... He said, well, what's kept you from doing it? And he said, being arrested. <laughs> ah. And he said, well, h- how, would, how would you do a bank? How would you do a bank heist? And Ryan Gosling said, well, I'd probably rob it on a motorcycle and then drive the motorcycle off and 
um, park it in a van and drive the van off. God, that's cool. And it, 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 apparently this is 100% true. And then he was like, well, you know what? I'm writing a film about exactly that. That's so and strange. He, so then he was like, I, he was born to play this part, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. Wow. But basically he has a bit of a falling out with Eva Mendes because she won't let him see the kid or buy stuff for the kid. Yeah. And so he's like, I want to do two jobs in one day. And Ben Mendelsohn's like, no, we're sto- I'm stopping now. We've like, Because he, he says at the beginning, the key to not getting caught is not to do too many. Yeah. Like, know when to stop. So Ryan Gosling's like, fuck you, I'm going to do it on my own then. So then Ben Mendelsohn cuts up his bike so that he can't do the robbery. Mm-hmm. So he steals a load of money off Ben Mendelsohn and goes buys a new shitty bike, which mm-hmm. is why it fails on him. That's and he, it, yeah. He, like, he, he just fucks up the robbery, doesn't he, basically? He forgets to like, wear his sunglasses so they can't see who he is. Yeah. The bank that he's robbing has um, fucking like, big shields so that he can't get to the bank tellers easily. Yeah. So it slows him down. And then his, his bike won't start, so the police chase him. And then he gets cornered, yeah, by Bradley Cooper. And then he's in like he runs into someone's house, runs up into the upstairs. And then Bradley Cooper kicks the door down, shoots him, and he falls out the window and dies. The, honest, I can't tell you how shocked I was. <laughs> Luke went, he might not be dead. And I was like, Luke, he's just been shot in the fucking chest and fallen out of a two-story house and there's blood emanating from his head and his eyes are wide open. He looks yeah, pretty dead. Yeah, he looks dead. clearly dead. Yeah, so shocked and so, shocked and sad. So then Bradley Cooper is like hailed as a hero, mm-hmm. but he... He's getting like scrutinized by the sort of head chief of police or whoever or whoever's above that because they're trying to ascertain whether he shot first when he shouldn't have and whether he made himself known enough that Ryan Gosling could realistically surrender. And, you and, and you basically kind of, he lies, doesn't he? Yeah, you, you get the distinct impression that no, Bradley Cooper just went in all guns blazing when he shouldn't have. Um, well, and, I, yeah. I before before this plot point was even raised, I was like... He shot first, mm-hmm. like, and then because Ryan shoots him on his way out, yeah. So there was a second. Sh- so Ryan did fire his gun, shoots him in the leg. So they're trying to ascertain whether, like, he shot you first, so you were within your rights to shoot him because it was self-defense. Yeah. But it, it is that Bradley Cooper goes in, shoots him, then Ryan Gosling shoots him in retaliation as he falls yeah. out the window. Uh huh. Um, but he lies about that. So then he's hailed as a hero, and then some of his dickhead mates who are like bank coppers. We need um, Ted Askins on the case, don't we? For these yeah, bent we coppers. fucking do. I, w- I was thinking about <laughs> I, that. Actually. I literally went. We need Ted to get these bent. We need AC twelve. <laughs> get him in. <laughs> we do. <laughs> you boys will follow this to the letter of the law. I do anything in my power to get bent coppers. <laughs> Jesus, mother of Mary. <laughs> Mary, Jesus, mother Mary of and Jesus. Joseph. <laughs> we're just, we're sucking on diesel now, boys. <laughs> Uh, anyone doesn't understand what the fuck we're talking about watch uh, Line of Duty BBC new series starts 21st yeah of, it's one uh, of our favourite BBC not originales sponsored. not sponsored but we would love to be yeah so uh, it, yeah they take him to Eva Mendes's house and they do an illegal search basically and find loads of money mm-hmm. and steal it and then don't report it and keep it so he's a bent copper now by proxy yeah but he doesn't want to go back out in the field so he gets stuck on desk duty and then one of the guys that was like stealing the money with him he's now in vice or something and he asks him to fudge some evidence Mm. or something like that so then he goes and reports it and the chief doesn't want to know anything about it because he's like if you report it then we have to do something about it basically yeah so basically keep it to yourself but then he goes he ends up going to the da and he reports he get they all get reported and and that yeah and then he starts running for like uh district attorney or whatever doesn't he 
or assistant DA, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh, and he's also he's also got a one year old son who's the same age as Ryan Gosling's son. Yeah, he seems which to has be no bearing on the story of, whatsoever. He seems to be having a bit of trauma with with sort of killing a dad and Ryan. thinking, yeah, like oh that could have been me, and then my son would would grow up without a dad, and then yeah, that has no bearing on the story whatsoever, does it? No, never comes anyway, up again. Anyway, he starts running for DA, and then it cuts to fifteen years later. And he's divorced from his wife, but he's like running now, running for attorney general, mm-hmm. and he's like really, really rich and famous and all that. Yeah, giant house. I say, I say famous as famous as a politician can be. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And his son lives with the mum, but he asks to move back in with the dad, so he has to move to wherever the fuck Schnectady, whatever the place is called. His son. I'm sorry for butchering that name. His mum is also Roseburn, who I love. She is a queen. And she sort of says yeah. to Bradley Cooper, like, you need to let him come live with you. Otherwise, he's going to go properly off the rails because his son is a little bastard. I loathe this character. He's horrible. He's like... Tell you what, he's a fucking... He's a big boy, isn't a, like, he, for a 16-year-old? He's a brutish, like, drug, party drug-taking asshole, basically, who just treats everyone like shit. I was fuming. I was fuming. I hate him. <laughs> he's horrible. Fuming. He's a mean little boy. <laughs> So he moves in with him and he goes to school and he befriends Dane DeHaan's character. Yeah. Uh, who is like a loner outsider character who, guess who his parents are? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> It's fucking Ryan it's Gosling Michael and Eva Sokol's Mendes. Michael son. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Sokol. I'd forgotten I called him that. Um, I'm fucking funny, man. Uh, <laughs> Oh dear, Michael Sogol's son. Oh, he's just a bicycle. God. Yeah, yeah. Huh? He's, he's. This is just. Uh, I can't think of a funny name for him. Um, uh, Michael Bi- Sogol. Sokol? Michael Sogol. <laughs> On his bicycle. Because uh-huh. he does have a bicycle. He does have a bicycle. Yeah, you're right. And they get they get arrested together for doing drugs, and then Bradley Cooper like sort of realizes that whose son he is, mm-hmm. and he says to his son, "Stay away from him, you dickhead." Yeah, leave him the fuck alone. But then Bradley Cooper's son invites him to a house party that he's having and he gets him to bring some drugs. Yeah. And then he saw, he's recently, after this, he's found out who his real dad is because he's been lied to all his life by Eva Mendes. Mm. And he finds out that, because he goes to see Ben Mendelsohn, Ben Mendelsohn says, oh yeah, he was killed by this policeman. And he sees a picture of Bradley Cooper. And then when he's at Bradley Cooper's son's house, of course he sees a picture of Bradley Cooper and he works out who his dad is. Yeah. So then he gets battered because um, he starts a fight. And then he fucking buys a gun. He's going to go kill Bradley. <laughs> and it all comes to a head and he, he batters the son. And you think he's killed the son. And then he takes Bradley out into the woods and he's going to shoot him. Doesn't that bit remind you of Devil All the Time as well? With Tom Holland having yeah, a standoff yeah, yeah. in the woods with um, Bucky. <laughs> yeah, this is what I mean. All these films yeah. are the same, I swear to God. And then he, steal, he steals his wallet and he finds in his wallet that he's got a picture of Ryan Gosling and his mum when he was a baby. I find that so So he realises so that Bradley... Like, Bradley Cooper still feels guilty about it. I found it really strange that yeah, Bradley Cooper's carrying around a picture of the guy he he killed's family. Like, dude. Well, it obviously weighed on his conscience. I mean, I don't think by any stretch that Bradley Cooper's character is a good guy. No, but I think that's one redeeming quality of him. He I obviously suppose. cares, yeah. But it's like do something about it. Like go and help Eva Mendez's family. Like help yeah, the yeah. kid. Don't just be. Well, he he tried to initially. He tried to give her the money back, didn't he? She was I like, guess, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off me. Fuck off, you peg. <laughs> so he lets him go and then Bradley Cooper covers for him, doesn't he? And lets him escape because he realises all the damage he's caused. Yeah. And then 
Dane DeHaan buys a motorcycle and rides off into the distance. So he's just become his father. Yeah. Which Ryan Gosling does say at the beginning to Eva Mendes, he says, I never had my father around and look what happened to me. So it's important that I'll be, I'm around for the father to be his yeah. father. And then, and then yeah. he's not around and the exact same thing. It's basically a film about bad fathers, isn't it? It is, which, yeah. going off Blue Valentine and that that being therapy for the director i think this is a therapy for the director about bad fathers yeah i get the distinct similarity between the two first of all very beautiful film like again same as blue valentine aesthetically chef's quiz beautiful you know what i did read i read someone trying to compare this the plot structure of this to the plot of les mis <laughs> it basically saying that ryan gosling jean valjean Okay, I'm 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 there so far, yeah. Because he starts stealing to feed his kids or whatever. Yeah, I stole he obviously a loaf then di- of bread. He obviously then dies, but then him dying and leaving the child to be cared for by the mother alone is the same as Fontaine. Okay. If anyone doesn't know the story of Les Mis, sorry. <laughs> and then, but then Bradley Cooper become, and he's killed by he is like hounded by the policeman Javert. Yeah. Who is. Bradley Cooper, but then in this allegory, Bradley Cooper becomes Jean Valjean mm-hmm. because Cosette, who is one of the children, mm-hmm. bumps into Marius, and he doesn't want them to be. This is where it starts to fall apart, right? Yeah, yeah, you're losing me a bit, but yeah. and then and then at the end, Marius he helps Marius escape, and I was like, I don't quite follow that logic. But sure, if you want to make that comparison, I was going to say, sure. yeah, it's not like the director went to make a Set retelling to of Les Mis. He, yeah. he absolutely didn't. But I mean, fair enough. Go off, I guess. Go off if you want to. <laughs> um, I've got some more facts about the film. Okay, cool. That was one of them, but uh, let's hope some of these are better. <laughs> so Ryan Gosling suggested Eva Mendes be cast as Romina and the, the director didn't want her. Oh, it was from him convincing her that he let her audition and then he he was like, oh yeah. And then since then, it, this has been hailed as her best ever performance in a film. I wonder if he wanted her because he had a little crush. Well, apparently they were good friends before this. Oh, that's sweet. Before they were together, they were really good friends. And then they changed, apparently him and Romina's relationship was going to be more like standoffish or whatever. Mm. But they changed it to be more, um, what, was the, what were the words they used? Somber and regretful or something to be like more like their real life relationship Aww. and then i read read up a little bit about their relationship because i was like so how did they get together then hmm. and apparently it was one of those things where they were good friends and they'd been good friends for years and ryan gosling said that i think they both thought of sort of knew that it was inevitable Aww. that they'd get together but they just put it off for years or whatever oh that's so cute yeah because he was busy yeah. hoeing around with rachel mcadams see i well we might have a question about that. Oh. Um so uh so it, yeah it's completely up to him that he got that she got um cast. Oh that's cute. And I think he I think he also suggested Ben Mendelsohn for mm. his part as well. So I mean, I mean good because I If you ever want ben a job Mendelsohn. in Hollywood just be nice to Ryan Gosling and he'll fucking recommend you to be <laughs> he, in a film. He's sweet. Um and then also he did the director did stuff like he did in Blue Valentine where he'd give the the actors opposing aims in a scene. Yeah. So there's a scene where Michael Sokol <laughs> he's trying to give um Eva Mendez some money and he told her to like refuse the money at all costs mm-hmm. and Ryan Gosling to go to any length to get her to take the money. Yeah. So over four takes uh, and in this scene she's like trying to get in her car. Mhm. So on the one scene on the one take he 
put his head underneath the front wheel of the car after she'd started it <laughs> to try and stop her. Unfortunately, she's not a very good driver, panicked and hit accelerate instead of the brake. You're kidding me. And nearly ran over his head. <laughs> so they had to do another take and they were like, yeah, mate, Ryan, maybe don't go that far, mate. Can you imagine um, if, that's, if that was the end of Ryan Gosling as we know him and he just died that day? Because yeah. she ran over his actual head. <laughs> uh, honestly. Hell. So, I mean, that's the length that Ryan's willing to go to. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Wow. And then also um, the baby that's used as her and Ryan's son grew really attached to both of them during Aww. the filming. And would like you can see it in the film that it cuddles them like without being prompted and stuff in the film. That's so and she, cute. And uh, Eva Mendes has also said that the baby would just stop crying whenever Ryan Gosling would hold him see i, I which, noticed that in the film which happens in the film yeah, yeah. And, and i was I, like how did they get that to yeah, happen like, i remember that's crazy. thinking like that's amazing how they've done that but that's real and that's so wholesome i did think that yeah. baby's cute because i'm not someone that finds babies cute very often but that was a fucking cute baby oh and then this i really enjoy this one okay. so the director has said that his financier said that he would give him the budget he wanted for the film if he shrank the script but the 158 page script to 120 pages so basically he's saying cut it cut loads of it mm-hmm. cut it down so without removing anything he just used a smaller font and extended the margins and no one noticed apparently oh my God, that is and literally they funded the film me doing my dissertation when i wrote 4000 words too many <laughs> <laughs> do, you oh know, my God. do you know what i'm i'm not saying that i ever did this but i know there was a guy that i went to uni with if you ever had to reach reach a certain word count he would write his essay and then he'd say he'd be like 500 words under. He'd write 500 words of gibberish, highlight it all and put it in white text. That that just wouldn't fly at my uni. It used to get put through this like online processing thing where it would like analyse all the stuff so they would yeah, know. But, but, but do you not think that's genius? Because the, the processing thing won't know what colour the text's in. That's true. Yeah. It will just wow. see that there was that many words. I feel dumb. I should have been doing that for years instead Computers of Computers are dumb. Doing it properly. <laughs> I mean That was I feel you, like wasn't you should... it? You said it, it was your friend. Genuinely it was you. genuinely hand on heart, that was not me. Swear I on Michael of... Sokol's life. <laughs> I swear on Michael Sokol's life. <laughs> and his Genuine. motorcycle. <laughs> and his motorcycle. Which you, wow. if you know me, you know that's serious shit. <laughs> no, nice. look, I've basically well, no, allegedly it happened to someone else that I, that they cheated on their French exam. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, this was not me that did this. Okay, yeah. Because I was angry like that I hadn't thought of it. So. <laughs> um, right, should we give this a rating? Yes. Uh, is this the place beyond the pines? The place beyond the poo. I started this without a second one. <laughs> or... Place beyond the poo. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. Oh... <laughs> uh... uh... God, God, it's the place beyond the pines anyway, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Jesus pines. fucking Christ. <laughs> it's a juicy, juicy pine. Mm. Juicy, juicy pine-shaped shit. <laughs> At the end of this film, Luke went, I really enjoyed that, but I don't know why. <laughs> I tell you, it was fucking long though, wasn't it? Like, like it you was say, rather, yeah. Like three, it feels like three separate films. and you like I've watched films that are longer than this, like you say, but mm-hmm. because it was, it was such a strict like three act structure of three different stories it felt longer for it i think that the disappointment of ryan gosling dying early um tainted it for me yeah but it was still juicy so good shall we move on to the official ryan gosling ranking let's do it 
turned into Sean Connery for some reason. You know what time he arrived at um, Wimbledon? <sighs> Ten-ish. Ten-ish. <laughs> have I told that on, that joke on the podcast before? I feel like I have. No, but you've told it to me about a thousand times. Yeah, because it's, it's fucking funny, that's why. <laughs> it's funny, you dumb bitch. <laughs> right, where are we going to stick drunk history? I don't know. I feel like it's really hard oh, with those I, ones. I haven't done the top five. Oh, oh yeah, crap. Right, in at number five, it's Fracture. In at number four, it's Stay. In at number three, The Notebook. In at number two, Remember the Titans. And in at number one, Drive. Oh, yeah. Right, where are we sticking Drunk History? It's got to be down the bottom, surely. Yeah, down the bottom somewhere. It's not enough of a thing for me to stick it high up. Put it near Flash Forward. (laughs) Okay, I'll put it above Flash Forward. Yeah. It definitely was not better than Road to Avonlea, which gave us a bit sleggy in it. Bit sleggy in it. Um, <laughs> where are we going to stick Touch of Evil? I mean, I thought it was pretty cool, but again, it doesn't deserve to be above most of the proper films. Around I'm Still Here? Yeah, I think that sounds fair. And Ides of March? Um, I loved it. I did. I think it's better <laughs> than Blue Valentine. You, you don't or you do? I do. You do think it's better than Blue Valentine? Better yeah. than Lars and the Real Girl? Mm, what do you think? I, I enjoyed it quite a lot. I, I would do that. Yeah, I'd, I'd do put that. it... I'd do that. I think it's got to go... Oh, I don't know, because looking at the top five, I think I enjoyed it more than Stay. <gasps> Holy shit, motherfucker. I don't know, what do you think? Hold the phone. Yeah, let's whack it in there. Let's Hold the fucking let's phone. Let's live a little, Emma. Live a little. <laughs> live a little. Just, yeah. just for that fact alone of... The Jorge Clooney picture, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And then Place Beyond the Pines. Place Beyond the Pines, that can go... That, for me, was more enjoyable than Blue Valentine, but not more than Lars and the Real Girl. Okay. Okay. Mm, yeah, I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you, girlfriend. There's going to be some, like, diehard Ryan Gosling fans that probably love Place Beyond the Pines. And I'm sorry, but this list is official, and if you don't like it... Don't stop It's the listening. official Ryan Gosling ranking, bitch. Yeah, a bitch. Okay, so we'll post that somewhere. Now, we're going to return to something, Emma, from a few weeks ago. Bum, 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 bum. We've got our second letter from the honour roll. Yay, we, we still haven't got a jingle roll. for it, but... We'll you know, think of one. We're going to think of one. Stick because we've us. got an email here from your, your good friend. Mm-hmm. Daisy Harris Burland. Oh, what a woman. What a what a woman. What a, a human being. What a babe. Now, Daisy has written to us before in a way. She sent us a Christmas card, didn't she? She did. She's um, so cute. For of I was going to say Ryan Gosling, but it's not Ryan Gosling, it's fucking Robert Pattinson. Yeah, it was Robert and Pattinson and it was great. She's also sent me, I mean, admittedly I did pay for some of them, but she sent me more than I bought. Um <laughs> some brilliant bookmarks yep she has her own business because she's a boss babe called the bookmark boys boss ass bitch and she does cult comedy classics so you should go check it out yeah we'll, we'll put links to that no in our, ryan gosling bookmarks though or robert Pattinson, as of yet which you know that's a downside but i'm not gonna hey, dwell look, on it if you if or i'm not this isn't me um saying that she should <laughs> but if she wanted to make a michael sokol bookmark oh my god that would really make my day I mean, anyway. it's funny, actually, as well, because Daisy does like Michael Sokol's herself. She actually has one, so there you go. I mean, look, if you don't call your motorcycle Michael Sokol from now on, Daisy, then... Wow. Look, <laughs> anyway, this is getting a bit personal now, isn't it? Anyway. from on a roll. 
Letters from the honor roll. Now, she sent us quite a few questions, so I think we're going to break this up over a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And take... Well, we've got 13 questions, so how many do you want to take a week? Three? Let's do three, yeah. Come on, this is a family show. Kids that d- that doesn't divide equally, but, you know, <laughs> fuck it. I don't think we've got that many weeks left of Ryan, so... Um, <laughs> we'll do a fucking live one. Q&A on Instagram for our hundreds of followers. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. We've got to save something. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you guys would ever film the pod and have it on YouTube too? Maybe if we're ever rich enough to have an assistant that could fucking edit that shit for us, because... <laughs> yeah, ba- basically it comes down to whether I've got the time and or energy to, to edit that. Yeah. Um, and also, once we have video, it makes it a lot harder for me to hide my sick edits that I do. But... Um, we'll see. We have to cut out a lot, but that is something we want to do eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, we initially did start uploading stuff to YouTube, didn't we, but... You know, we get most of our listens on iTunes and shit, so maybe one worth. day we'll start uploading that back catalogue to YouTube again. Yeah. You can follow us on the on a roll pod. Okay, this is more of a Ryan-based question. Who do you think is Ryan's most suited partner from all the people you ha- who have played his leading lady? She wants to know who, who we think he should be with in real life, not not the character. Um, probably... She personally thinks Emma Stone. Oh, no. She feels like they'd have a real laugh together in real life. No, I don't see it. But she it. feels like him and Eva just sit looking in mirrors because they're so pretty. I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> I would. I mean, I guess. For, for me, I hinted at this earlier, but I would love to see him with Rachel McAdams. I mean, I'm happy with him with Eva Mendes because that's his life love and they've got kids and it's beautiful. But I think I would have expected him to be with Rachel McAdams because they just look great together. But Yeah, yeah. But I think I'm the issue for me it. is I haven't seen a lot of him and Eva together, so... Whereas well, I do follow in this, her they were a bit on... antagonistic to each other. Whereas in yeah. the notebook, you know, you get to see that love story. Yeah, I mean, agreed. So it's a weird question. It feels like you're you're almost going behind Eva Mendez's back by having this yeah. conversation. <laughs> so Eva, if yeah, you're listening, sorry, I'm so sorry, sorry. Eva, I do think I think based on Ryan's comments about you that you are his one true love. Yeah, but, oh, how you cute. Know. And then, how did we come up with the idea to start this podcast? Um, I'm sure you've told this. Haven't we told this on the podcast before or not? I don't know. I, maybe. Um, I don't know. I but mean, basically, we're just fucking funny. Yeah, I mean, we're obviously we hilarious. And we've always wanted a podcast because we love the sound of our own voices. We're hilarious and everyone should know it. <laughs> no, uh, we've always wanted a podcast, haven't we? We're both podcast fans. We wanted to do one for a very long time before we knew what we wanted to do one about and we took heavy heavy inspiration from one of our favorite podcasts yeah. do go on who have another podcast called phrasing the bar which is all about brendan fraser which is obviously an amazing idea and sadly we can never do a podcast about brendan fraser now because it's already been done but we just took it next level done and i assume much better yeah way better but you know we just thought we'll take that one step further and we'll just do as many actors as we can before do as many actors as we fucking can yeah it started with right uh, with With robert pattinson robert pattinson yeah because emma's just fucking obsessed with him well i was (laughs) yeah back in the day i i hope that answers your questions daisy we'll get onto a few more of them in the coming weeks if anyone else wants to send in more then you know hit us up yeah how could they do that emma it's on a roll pod um, at gmail.com. Gmail. I answered my own question. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> Do my job for no me. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, then. And then that finally takes us on to... Hey, check it out. It's the Ryan Gosling Fact of the Week. Yeah, so the Ryan Gosling Fact of the Week is that 
he helped build a monastery in Mississippi after Hurricane Katrina because he's just such a GG, good guy. We love him. RG the GG. And it goes like this. Since 2007, Gosling has worked for the Enough Project, a non-profit organisation supporting peace and an end to atrocities in Africa. In 2008 and 2010, he travelled to Uganda and the Congo on behalf of Enough and co-hosted a benefit for the organisation alongside Harrison Ford. His most surprising humanitarian effort, however, was in 2005 after Hurricane Katrina. He decided to help out by driving a car full of supplies and he lent a hand to rebuild an entire monastery alongside other volunteers. So essentially, the fact of the week is that Ryan Gosling is just a fucking all-round stand-up legend and does a lot of volunteer work because he's so cute. And I thought this fact might fall into a similar vein as like him saving a woman from walking out into traffic. But I actually do think it's a really sweet fact. And I didn't know no, that he did this all isn't that. something that everyone does. No, or, I or I thought it he's was just accidentally stumbled into. He's actually gone out and yeah, gone. I didn't I'm know he did any a monastery. Of that. Yeah, it's so cool. So I had no idea he did any of that. It's really cool. I can only and, assume yeah. that he was inspired to rebuild the monastery after his work in that episode of Breaker High, where the girls went to a monastery. I can only assume that that's why he's oh, got such yeah. a... That or maybe a, a when he was in... And... Oh, what was the thing where he played the baby Nazi? The baby Nazi. What was it? You mean the Believer? That's the one. <laughs> the Believer, yeah, that's the one. Um, he, he was very disrespectful to religious buildings in that film, so maybe he's got a bit of guilt. <laughs> baby Nazi. Yeah, maybe. That's, um, that's the sequel to Baby Driver. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> Time to end the podcast, I think. Oh my god. What's that? Is that just like oh, I can't even say it. <laughs> no, just stop. Let's stop. Good uh, grief. It's all just beautifully timed to music. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, yeah, let's end the podcast there. If you've enjoyed this uh, podcast, uh, then leave us a rating <laughs> on iTunes. Leave us a review as well, because that really helps us out. Yeah. And if you want to contact us, you want to ask us some questions, such as Daisy has done, how can they contact us, Emma? Uh, like we said, you can email us, honorrollpod at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at honorrollpod. You could follow us on Instagram and send us a DM at honorrollpod pretty much get us anywhere at on a roll pod in some form and we would love to hear from you because we like chatting about this shit and we like getting notifications because it increases our serotonin so it really does send us um, some and all, stuff. All, the, all the links to everything will be in in the description like the show notes for this anyway yeah so if you forget you can find them there right that just leaves me to tell you what we're watching next week oh yeah i'm excited okay next week we are watching Gangster Squad, Woo. Only God Forbid, Forbids, Forgives, <laughs> and The Big Short. So I have only not seen Gangster Squad and I'm very excited to watch it because it looks like a bit of me and it's the return a of Emma Stone, I believe, so it's exciting. And we've only got th- three episodes left, Emma. That That's setting me on edge. Time's moving too quickly. It's March. It's fucking March. Yeah, I know. We started this in January. Oh my God, right. This well, series, I mean, I'm we didn't go... start the podcast in January. We started the podcast in October. But I'm going to cry um, into an existential pit of despair now, if you don't mind. So thank you for joining That's us, everyone. 
And we'll uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week. For another existential crisis. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.